Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 415 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Seth Fred Olive, and we have a small crew here this week. Richard couldn't make it today, uh, he'll be back next week, which means today I am joined by Krim, probably better known as the Asian Avenger. How are you this morning, Krim? Morning, morning. Uh, I I am awake. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Hey, that's, that's uh, I'm good. doing have pretty you, good. Have you ever tried podcasting in your sleep? That would be the ultimate win I, for you, Krim. If you could find a way to do that, your life would be so, so yeah. good. <laughs> uh, w- once once I figure out how to get my uh, conscious and uh, like whole brain uploaded onto, I guess, the internet, then so, then I will do that. So so uh, we, we stayed together in Vegas. We shared a room. Didn't you say right. I was kind of like podcasting in my sleep? I think the first day, the next morning I woke up and you're like, dude, I think you were like doing your video intro in your sleep or something. <laughs> yeah, no, legitimately, <laughs> Seth practices his video intro like like in his sleep. Like it sounds like he's just saying like, you know, hi, I'm like my name is Saffron Olive. And I'm just like, what are you saying? Seth? I, I, I thought you were talking to me. So that that was no, what just, was just sleeping, just sleeping. Yeah, you were just sleeping, and I was like, "Wow, we just had a full blown conversation, and it was one sided." All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, for today, we're gonna be jumping around a little bit, topic wise. Uh, no spoilers yet, at least no official spoilers. But we want to talk about some big leaks coming out of Phyrexia. Uh, don't worry, we're not getting into individual cards, but kind of the why of the leaks, what's going on with the leaks, what we think about them. Uh, there's been some Hasbro news, canceling video game projects, also a big uproar in the D&D community. Wanted to talk about that, see if any of that maybe applies to magic. Uh, there was some stuff about Infinity and how well that did that we wanted to get into. And then we want to talk a little bit about just various formats. Heading into 2023, this new year of magic, how are we feeling about formats? Are they trending up or down and so forth? And then answering your fish mail, of course. So that is the plan for today's cast. Before we get into all that, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit. And Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. If you're tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing your cards, well, Card Conduit lets you skip them. You don't have to do the typing and spend the time and do all the work. With their curated service, you can send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of $1 or more in PF just a 5% service fee. And if you want to put in a little bit of effort out of your head, you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards ahead of time and pay just a 2% fee. And no matter which one you choose, you're going to get a detailed report with their results and a fast payment once the order is processed. And right now, you can even get another 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash Goldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thanks so much to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And let's talk some magic and let's start with what has been i think the biggest news of the last couple of days which is phyrexia all will be one uh kind of leaking a ton i think at this point uh i believe everywhere or maybe everywhere minus one has actually been leaked at this point mythics haven't seen as many of those and apparently what's happening with this if i don't know if you kept up on this grim apparently what's happening is people are opening dominary remastered packs and in those packs some of them they're just getting phyrexia rares uh, showing up in those packs and th- and this is like not just one person or something this is happening apparently all over you see some videos on youtube of people like hey we're doing a dmr draft at our local game store wait why is there a phyrexia rare in my pack so it's been pretty interesting crim what do you think about this huge leak this is one of the biggest ones we've seen in quite a while honestly 
Yeah, like we're talking like what what is the like 30, 30 some cards it feels like. I don't know. It feels maybe even I, I more. I think we're up to um, to 59 of the 60 rares have uh, have come out this way so far. I mean, that is, talk about a way that could potentially let down numerous parties here. We're talking about like if I'm opening a Dominaria you, like Master United pack and then and then I instead get, you know, like hoping to get something from that set instead I get a what is this a fake card, you know what I mean? Like what's going <laughs> yeah, on here? Really? Right? Like like uh but yeah, like legitimately it's kind of weird like why? And dude, like a whole like we're not we're talking about like a whole set before we're even in spoiler season almost like okay maybe not a whole set but a good chunk of it like like 20 percent of a set is already out so yeah it it seems like the best that i can figure is we haven't seen any mythics and we haven't seen commons and uncommons so it seems like what happened somehow is some rare sheets from phyrexia ended up getting mixed in with uh dominar remastered wherever they're like printing and packaging all this so it seems like that's what happened i'm curious grim do you consider this a leak? Like, when it comes to leaks in Magic, it's very interesting. When someone, like, steals a sheet from the factory and posts it on Reddit, or you got stuff like that going on, that's pretty clearly, like, the tr- a traditional leak. Like, you would have in, like, government or whatever, WikiLeaks, any of that kind of stuff. Like, it's a leak like that. When it just kind of happens because people are opening boosters and someone put the wrong cards in the packs, I don't know. For some reason, it feels kind of different to me compared to some of those sketchier leaks. What, what do you think about that? I mean, it's still a leak, right? I, I, I would still consider it a leak, even if this were, even if this were planned, right? Like, uh, like unless, unless like Watsy actually speaks up and says that, yo, you know, like here it is, early spoiler, uh, or early preview into the new set. I'm gonna consider it a leak. Could it be planned? I know that's something a lot of people have brought up is like Wizards is we'll get to this later with D&D Wizards is, or, or Hasbro is kind of getting hammered right now because of some D&D stuff is in this always every time this happens, people always bring this up. Is there any chance they were like, wow, like we need to change the, the topic of conversation right now. Let's, you know, accidentally leak some cards and everyone will talk about that instead of talking about D&D problems or whatever. I I feel like that's almost too masterful for for like like too well planned you know what i mean like yeah uh, or 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 i don't know i mean i feel like that's a tinfoil hat i mean maybe maybe it is maybe it is like and and even if it were like dude do a better job then because like again like we talked about this before on previous leaks because this happens so much why does every leak look like someone took a photo with their like <laughs> Motorola Razor phone from 2003? Like, like why? Why can't it just like it, just make it look good, please? Uh, yeah, yeah. Leaks always got the always got the potato camera. At this point, that's uh, kind of a tradition with Magic leaks. I think for me, it's really unlikely that this leak was intentional because. Because of the way that it's coming out, like in booster packs of Domineer Remastered, I don't think Wizards had any way of knowing there was going to be like D&D controversy going on right now. And you got to 
print and pack these like ahead of time. It's not like they just printed these yeah. and now people are drafting them at their LGS. This had to have been like weeks or months ago. I think it's possible that sometimes Wizards does that. Sometimes you see like one random card pops up from some like, you know, anonymous Reddit account and it's just a single card. I could see some of those if Wizards wanted to being like, you know, kind of guerrilla marketing or whatever. But I don't think this I think this is just a mistake. Like my guess is Wizards is trying to print a lot of products. That's something we've talked about a lot, which means the printer has all these different sets coming in and it's trying to like keep everything organized and they got mixed up, basically. They put some of the wrong the wrong sheets into the wrong product, which seems like a pretty straightforward and easy explanation. So that would be my guess as to what happened here. Yeah. I mean, didn't we have Elish Norn or was that Elish Norn fake? There, like, it was an oh, Elish Norn there was, way back, right? There was a, yeah, there was a fake one. It wasn't the right Elish Norn, but there was, like, a quote-unquote leak around the time that we did Vegas, I think. But that was actually yeah. just, just a fake one, yeah. Man. So, do you think this uh, having essentially all the rares from the set leak, does it do anything to your hype level? Or do, what? how do you handle these personally, Krim? We know that's always other big conversation in the community. Something leaks, what do you do? Do you look? Do you not look? Do you talk about it? Do you not? How do you, just you personally handle stuff like this? Do you look? Are you a, are you a looker when it comes to leaks? Uh, you know, I, I, I take a, uh, like, I, I've been known to dabble and because, like, uh, in peaking, but mostly just because I myself don't really, like, like seeing these things much like watching a movie or, 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 or reading a book or whatever, right? Knowing the ending, seeing some of the stuff doesn't change the hype for me. So I'm, I'm pretty, hi- like, hyped all around anyways. Um, the one thing I try not to do, you know, cause, you know, we, we both stream, we both, we both do all of that is I try not to talk about it. Um, uh, because you know, I, I'm not going to decide that for somebody. So like if somebody wants to explore spoiler season with content creators, uh, go along with, you know, the community, uh, they can't. Right. So I, like when it comes to streams, stuff like that, I, I, I try not to like, uh, like talk about it in the chat or through the stream or, you know, have talk about it much on Twitter. So I just keep it all to myself. And if you want to look at it, I, I think I just, you know, it's like whatever, right? Like look at it amongst yourselves and talk about it amongst yourselves in private. Yeah, that makes sense. I think for me, I just try to let people opt out if they don't want to. That was that was one of the things I think, especially on Twitter, like if you just tweet a card image, it's really hard for people to avoid that because if they follow you, it's just going to pop up in their feed. So that's something I've learned over time is to be careful with that, because there are some people that because of how they interact with magic, maybe they are really huge into the Vorthos thing or whatever. And for them, like having the card spoiled in a specific order that goes along with the story, that's like really meaningful to them. So we want to, I think for me, I want to respect those people and I want to make sure that those people can engage with the set in the way they want to. At the same time, like I usually end up talking about them on stream. I just give people like a, like a warning, like, Hey, some cards popped up on Reddit. This seems like they're leaks. We're going to talk about them. If you don't want to see this, you know, come back in five minutes or whatever and uh, and give people the fair warning. So for me, I think it's just really important to give people uh, uh, the ability to opt out, which I think is the main reason we're not going to talk about individual cards during today's podcast. Plus, with leaks, these ones seem very, very likely to be real just because of the whole story of how the leaks are coming out. But again, you never know. Like there are times when stuff is elite, quote unquote, and it ends up being a fake card like the Elish Norn a while ago. So 
What if like all thirty or whatever fifty of these cards are just fake and none of these exist oh, right now? If, oh, just... could you imagine if that would be sweet if Wizards did that? If they like fake leak the entire set and then we go to preview yeah. season and it's all different cards? Oh, that would be so sweet. I I will say there is one there is one cycle of cards I did want to mention and I think this is fine because it's reprints anyway. Uh, but the leak suggests that the Allied Fastlands from Scars and Mirrodin are coming back, and I think those are relevant to know about just because uh of financial stuff like they're coming to pioneer for the first time some of them are pretty expensive so keep that in mind as you're managing your collection uh considering what you're gonna buy and sell or trade or whatever uh, that does seem seem pretty relevant so any any for thoughts those, on and those Grim? uh for those that don't know or may not know allied is black cleave cliffs and and stuff like that. Coast, dark slick shores that get, yeah yeah those ones um okay yeah i mean like this, like, I mean, outside of that, like, you know, we're, I guess we're going to delve lightly into the spoilers. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, the these lands hitting Pioneer is going to be pretty cool. Um, not that any of it matters because Nykthos exists and I hate that card anyways. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, uh, these, these lands are going to be here to, so you, so whatever, whatever color pairing you want, you can lose to mono green with it. Uh, except for maybe Rakdos. Rakdos might be able to help you be yeah. a miserable deck. Yeah, um, just, so yeah. Just keep just keep that in mind as you're uh, as you're making your decisions. If you want to see more about leaks, I think this. the main as you're losing to Nick those. I think the main Magic Reddit r slash Magic TCG. Uh, if you head over there and look around, you're going to be able to find them without any issue. If that's something that is interesting to you. So, any other thoughts about the leak stuff, Krim? Before we move on to some other topics. Um. Again, seriously, please. If you're going to leak. I know you don't have a potato for a camera. <laughs> I please. I, think... I, I I don't know where this found footage thing has to exist. Like it's it, this isn't the Blair Witch Project <laughs> MTG edition. Stop. Just 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 take a photo with and, uh, like like if you're gonna leak it, leak it like like and make it look like relatively like readable. Like where 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 are these glares coming from? Why is half a card halfway in the photo? You know what I mean? Like, dude. You know, you know they got a good phone. Either my grandparents are the people leaking these cards with their flip phones, or the people have a good phone and they're like pulling some flip phone out of their closet just for just yeah. for their leak photos. It's just like you know, like one of the like a, a break just in case kind of situation. Yeah. They break out the leak camera and they're ready. Ah, uh, oh. one FPS photo, like you know, one for like small more resolution photo. All right, let's let's move on to another topic that I'm curious about. I'm curious, you probably might know more about this than I do. So uh, part of the news this week, Krim, is that Wizards is canceling some video game projects. One trend for Wizards in the, the recent years is that they've been trying to branch out and make a bunch of other digital games. Some of them are kind of successful, others hear about and then kind of fade away. Uh, but it sounds like there were five at least five video game projects that were uh, that were canceled recently as wizards quote unquote uh, scales back their ambitions in the video game industry so this isn't magic arena being canceled or anything like that these are games that we probably never even heard of what do you think about this Grim? is this just like business as usual for a big company and some stuff gets cut or should we be expecting less video games from wizards moving forward as a result of this I mean, I think these games were the D and D games, right? Like, 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 probably. I, I don't think they ever specified, but probably they didn't say they were magic games, so it's very possible that at least many of them were D and D focused. 
Right, because like I mean, when you're thinking about magic games, we're talking like like ma- magic, like you know, legends, all all the games like that, you know. Uh, and th- those are the only ones I can think of, and most of those have already, I think, hit the axe and got hit by the axe, anyways. Um, but yeah, it looks like these games were like because of like Dark Alliance was received poorly, and uh, yeah, so I mean that does that okay. Regardless of whether it's D and D or Magic, though, this does make me a little concerned only because you know the hopes of the one thing i've always advocated for and talked about a lot on the podcast and through whether this one or the commander one or on my twitch channel whatever all of it is i want to be able to enjoy the world that is magic right and that includes when i'm not not playing like the card game i want to i want to be able to enjoy it just like how league of legends allows you to play team fight tactics uh you have like all, all like that league world runeterra it's still there. Um, and if things are getting cut and things are getting axed, this leads me to being worried that, you know, they are less likely to take opportunities um, to, like, take a shot at building a game that could be, like, something that's explosive, right? Because it's, it's always these games that are just randomly out of nowhere. One of them, they, they throw darts and eventually one of them works. Yeah, and now if they're if they're concerned about that because you know it's like a huge like you know loss in like when it comes to profits and stuff like that, they're less likely to do it, and that does concern me because if, if they're not willing to do it with D and D, right? They're axing D and D games and whatnot. There ain't no way they're gonna try that with Magic, right? Yeah, that's that's the part that worries me a little bit too. It's funny when you look at Hasbro, they're this big old toy company that has like Play Doh and things like that. I would think that in 2023, they would want to be focusing more and more on on things like video games. That's kind of where the world's at, I think, more so than than a lot of the other older products. Monopoly, let's say, and things like that. So it's a little scary to me that they seem to be shying away from modern games and entertainment products like video games and are probably doubling down on this old school stuff when I would rather see them go the other direction. Like, yes, they've made some really bad magic games, but... The way you make a good one is to keep trying. Like, <laughs> like when you start off making content, you're going to make some bad videos. But eventually, as you keep doing it, you're going to start making better videos and people are going to like them. Uh, so so I'm a little nervous that we're not going to see, like you said, Wizards taking more chances in this space anymore. I don't think they're going to cancel Magic Arena or anything like that. Or I think Baldur's Gate is another one that they pretty much said, like, that one's still going because that's a, a pretty popular one. But these smaller, like, side games... I, I don't think we're going to see them as much anymore as a result of this, which is a, a little bit disappointing. Yeah, because, like, again, you know, like, one of these will eventually stick, I hope. Yeah. But I guess we're less likely <laughs> to have it, so I don't know. Well, speaking of Wizards and D&D, the other huge topic uh, this week has been some D&D changes. I don't know. Do you do you follow D&D at all, Krim? Um, I <laughs> played one of my first campaigns with Vince. Uh, uh, and it it was for funsies. So like, I mean, I would say I've got maybe like about two campaigns underneath me. And one of them is like the out of box thing from target. And the second one was with Vince. So, uh, I had a really good time the, and I, I follow like a little bit, like, you know, what goes on, like there's the movie that's coming out this year, follow a little bit of like, you know, the IP just seeing like lurking around and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, like it's a great, great world. Just wish I had a more dedicated group for it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I guess I guess we follow D&D about the same. I've done a couple of adventures. Tomer did one on the YouTube a while ago. Uh, so that's about all the D&D I've really played. I think this topic is very interesting, though. So uh, Dungeon and Dragons, and if you're a huge D&D fan, and I messed this up because I'm not the biggest fan, uh, my apologies. I'm just going to try to explain it the best I can. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons has something called an open gaming license, which allows independent companies or people to publish content based on the rules of D&D. So uh, Tomer's done this. Uh, Tomer's a very small scale example, or Joe who does This Week in Legacy, where you can take and be like, okay, within the D&D rules system, I'm going to take and make my own adventure. Tomer made like an Innistrad adventure that we actually played on the YouTube channel. So this is something that the open gaming license allowed. Like you can take and just make your own content, your own books, your own characters based on the rule system that is D&D. This is been around since 2000 or something so like 23 years but now just in the last week or so wizards uh announced that they're going to be changing this and essentially getting rid of this open gaming license and switching to a new license that gives wizards a lot more control essentially like if tomer makes a DD adventure he'll have to report that to wizards and they'll have to approve it and then uh there's also some stuff that i think is targeted at really big DD content like a critical role or pathfinder is another game that kind of sprung off of DD through this open game license but if you make a bunch of money off of your product that's attached to DD, wizards now wants a cut of that which is something that's been different in the past in the past you could uh, do your own thing and if you sell it and make a bunch of money then good for you. Uh, now Wizards wants a 25% cut if you make more than $750,000 in a year off of your D&D stuff, which I guess only impact like 20-ish uh, creators, so a pretty small number, but still a really, really huge change. So the D&D community has been freaking out about this because apparently, <laughs> apparently when they made the original open gaming license, they basically said, this is going to last forever. And even if you make another one, you can keep using this one. So this is not going to ever change. And now it's changing. Um, as a Magic player, Krim, what do you think about this? Is this one of those situations where you're like, hey, welcome to our world, D&D players. We've been dealing with, with some of this stuff for a while. Or I don't know. What, what is your take on the open gaming license stuff? This could be scary, right? Like, I, I mean, hold on. So let, let me get this straight. They can, they get a cut of it depending on how well, what, what, depending how what performs. Basically, like exactly. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so pretty much that, that's pretty scary, right? And that's specifically tied to D&D though, right? This is specifically tied to D&D. So this doesn't at this point directly impact magic in any way that we know of oh that's one of the things i was wanting to ask you about like should we as magic people be scared of this at all even though it doesn't directly impact us at this point i mean at some point it does like like it could right because like i i don't know i mean why wouldn't they want to take a cut of how like content or something performs right? i mean when it comes down to it like look at goldfish or really any magic real edh rack name a, a popular magic site like the card images are wizards ip technically like wizards owns those and they allow they allow everyone to use those but technically i think wizards 
if they wanted to probably could make us think about that and be like, well, you're, you're using our characters, you know, in your, on your website. So we need a percentage of that or whatever. Yeah. Like, like I just, yeah, I guess I just don't see why they wouldn't eventually try to do that for, for magic. Right. Cause like, yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I think this is a concern because I mean, if they're willing to do that to D and D right. Isn't magic one of their more, Better performing IPs. That's well, basically Magic and D&D. And I think Magic actually right. makes more money than D&D at this point. Even though I think D&D might have like more players overall or something. But yeah, they're right. they're equally important, I think, to Wizards. If they're equal. I mean, then, then yeah, then eventually this just happens to Magic, right? I just don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah. I don't want it to. But like, like, right? Like, it just eventually happens. Yeah, it, w- it would be... <clears throat> if that did happen and right now the D community is really pushing back on this and we'll see what ends up happening as far wizards was supposed to make a statement a couple days ago but that hasn't come out yet so the the D community i've been watching some content on this and keeping up on it seems to be seems to be hoping that uh, their negative response towards this when it first came out might get wizards to change their mind. We'll, we'll see if that actually actually ends up working or not. So we'll see maybe wizards because of this huge negative response where a lot of big D&D creators are basically saying like, I can't do D&D anymore because of this. I won't be able to make a living doing this anymore. So I'm going to switch to a different game or I'm not going to, I just, I can't do it. I just can't do it anymore. It would be like, could you imagine in the magic world? Like, I imagine this would hit like game nights or prof or someone, some of the biggest, like most well-known content (laughs) producers. If wizards went to them and was like, Hey, guess what? We want 25% of your profits now. Oh, that would not go over very well. I don't think if you're, (laughs) if you're, you know, some very big creator who's been dedicating your life to this over the course of years or decades in some cases. Right. Right. Like, dude, how does that? Yeah. Like that's terrifying, but also, Ooh, there that oh man. It's what, also, what is this supposed to go into effect? So apparently it was supposed to go into effect like now, but then uh, the 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 document, the new license came out and there's been this huge uh backlash from the community and Wizards has been quiet about it. So the date actually passed when it was initially supposed to go into effect without Wizards actually addressing it at all. So now it's kind of in this state of flux where the community is hoping that because of this backlash, Wizards is maybe going to reverse course. And Wizards, as of yesterday, hadn't actually said anything or addressed it in, in any way. So it's just kind of floating floating in the ether right now in this weird gray area. Well, okay. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. So the other funny thing that stuck out to me as a Magic player is... <laughs> is the open gaming license was essentially a promise from Wizards 25 years ago saying, like, this this is how we manage the content. You're free to make content and monetize it and do all this stuff, and this is going to last forever. This promise, they seem to be okay with changing after 25 years, but the reserve list, the promise the reserve from 20, list. 25 years ago was like, <laughs> no, 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 we're never changing that one. So I thought it was kind of funny how, how Wizards picks and chooses, which... Uh, <laughs> Which promises to stand behind 25 years later. Oh, boy. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you know more about this uh, D&D thing, definitely let me know because I've been trying to keep track of it. But like I said, I'm not hugely into the D&D community. So I would love to hear yeah. if you're a D&D player, like, what are you thinking about this? If you're a D&D content creator, how big of an impact is this on your community? So if you're watching this someplace with comments, definitely let us know because I'm very interested in uh, in this situation. So. 
All right, let's get back to more magic specific stuff. So Krim, <laughs> Unfinity came out six-ish months ago now, maybe less than that, yeah. beginning of October, I want to say, so like four months. There's been some questions to Mark Rosewater um, about how well the set did on his blog, and based on Mark Rosewater's responses, it sounds like it didn't actually do that well, at least immediately. He did say that unsets tend to sell for longer, so even though it didn't have a, a super good release as far as sales, maybe the sales will keep coming in, and he specifically called out stickers as being... Um, <laughs> One of the one of the biggest issues with the set as far as why it hasn't been received well. And apparently unsets are now ifs rather than whens as far as making another one. So it seems like this one has put it up in the air whether we'll see another one. Does any of this surprise you, Grim? The the unset not doing well. And uh, where do we go from here with unsets? I mean, it it it's hard to like push an unset because it's like, why would I even even if they tried, you know, putting the space lands and then on top of that, mixing in the non-acorn, the acorn. Uh, it's hard just pushing prank sets at, like, regular price. Yeah. Yep. Right? And I, I think that's the main thing. If you were going to do this, I think you got to do it to where it's, like, you know, like a a, a half-off thing. Like, if boosters are normally, like, three ninety nine, this has got to be a $2 booster. Boxes, like, 30% cut from whatever it is. Because this is a... You know, like, unfortunately, that means that, yeah, like, maybe maybe print run is going to be all weird and paper and foiling is going to be all miserable. Or maybe that was already going to happen anyways, no matter the price. Uh, but, like, yeah, like, the, the, the thing is, yeah, it's just hard to push these kind of things and have the community kind of, like, care. Because, like, yeah. you definitely lose half of the community, I think. Or maybe, maybe, maybe a little under. I thought the set was enjoyable, although it was, like, it was, like, really fun to draft with friends. It was, like, extremely wordy uh, and really hard. Because, like, I, I drafted it again with friends, you know, after Vegas. And it was still fun. It was just hard to, like, like there's cards that are open interpretations. Uh, there's things that are just, like, you know, it's, like, it seems like it's all subjective and, and when it comes to ruling. Uh, and, and, yeah, like, it, it's it's meant to be, a, like, a, like a, a meme of a time. But, yeah, like, that kind of stuff is just hard to sell to like the entire magic community i think you really nailed it i would much rather see the next unset to not have the lottery shocklands or whatever and be half the price so you can just buy this on the cheap to have like here's a fun weird experience with my play group i picked up this 50 dollars box or whatever 60 dollars box 70 dollars box this cheap box of infinity and we're gonna do this wacky draft and like sure the cards aren't going anywhere but that's uh, i'm not gonna put them in my competitive decks or whatever but i'm gonna have this fun experience if you had it like that i think it could be a pretty successful a pretty successful like novelty product essentially where hey this is something different for our play group to do everyone pitch in 10 bucks we'll get a box we'll do a draft it'll be a fun a fun night with the play group so i would much rather see it go that direction i think rather than trying to like make it more black bordered and add high value stuff to get people to buy it for the normal price maybe like cut that stuff and try to sell it as cheap as possible just so people can actually draft it because like you i had fun when we drafted it i don't think i would draft it over and over and over again i think it would uh would get old after a while but it's like a one-time thing or two or three times it is a really unique fun format so i would actually be sad if uh if we didn't get unsets anymore because of the reception to infinity because they do do something unique in the in the magic world that we just don't really get in other sets i will say the sticker thing was kind of a mess i think 
when they announced it, literally a mess by the way literally a mess when they announced them players were like how is this gonna work are they gonna stick well enough wizard said oh they should be reusable and in the end even just in the one draft we did by the end of the draft like stickers they definitely wouldn't go back on the sticker card you definitely couldn't use them again in another draft (laughs) like that just really wasn't happening so i wonder if they had done like counters or something instead like those punch out counters or something i wonder if that would uh would have solved some of that issue because i do think we learned that stickers are they don't go well with magic cards they really really don't and they and like depending on what kind of surface they're sticking on like like whether it's the sleeve or the actual card some of them did tear parts of like like the card off which like (sighs) obviously isn't great but yeah like it was a little unfortunate because like again i was like okay maybe it's the one-off you know, time we draft and and then whatnot. But then the next draft, it's the same thing. It's like, where'd my sticker go? I have no idea. Uh, especially the name stickers, right? The name stickers that I have no idea where they go. Um, it's mostly just the replayability of the stickers. Um, I like them. I th- I thought they were funny and I thought it was like fun gameplay. But like reusing them and going to the next game might be one of the hardest things so oh yeah the the concept is cool like the idea of how they wanted stickers to play with like changing the name of things or like adding stuff to things adding power and toughness it was a really cool idea i think the problem was mostly just execution i think just like the actual physical aspects of like you got to make it sticky enough that it works but you can't make it too sticky that it's going to destroy people's cards or then people are going to get mad about that that is a uh, it might it just might not be possible i guess to make to make him a, a sticker mechanic in magic that hits all those marks i don't think all right we got we got one more we got one more big topic i want to bring up Krim, before we answer some fish mail in a bit so we are heading into 2023 new year of magic and uh <laughs> I want to just see kind of where we're at with some of the formats that we play most often. Like on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling about the format? And compared to a year ago, do you think that format's been trending up, trending down, staying even? So let's start with, let's start with the big one. Standard Krim right now, January, 2023, where are you at with, uh, with standard magic, the gathering? Uh, like, like, and we're talking about just in terms of how much I play it. Play it, enjoy or, 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 it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, how you feel about it. I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, just literally last night, I played my Bant Super Friends deck, or Broker Super Friends deck, right? So I play my Super Friends deck, which is already a little, a little, uh, not exactly, <laughs> uh, uh, with Urza assembles the Titans and all this other stuff. Ooh, it's not exactly so uh, tier, right? <laughs> <laughs> per the usual for us, Seth, I, I would say that we don't exactly play the tier, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm like, okay, this is will be fine. And I get paired up against a, a Naya deck. I'm like, okay, so this is like what, mid-range or maybe tokens. I got paired against Naya Ninjutsu. <laughs> and <What>? i i got <laughs> blown out by a kappa tech wrecker wreckage <laughs> yes. and i was like oh <laughs> i was not ready for that so uh, <laughs> like, so good like, uh so if that if, if someone tries to tell you that like standard isn't all over the place right now like I, I, I can't I, I'm not gonna deny it. Standards everywhere are like all over the place. It's the wild, wild west. You have a reanimator deck, you have big mana decks, you have obviously the black base mid-range decks that are obviously strong and powerful. You have control, you have red deck, you have everything across the board. You even have soldiers. 
showing up yeah. a decent amount. So and like in in and like best of three, same deal. Like you have uh you have like like Rakdos, you have Mardu Angels, you have you know the same deals, like just bouncing around all over the place. Esper Midridge. So I am like standard has been a really good time. Um I think I think people's like just overall like you know fatigue on standard might be high. Uh, but like if you, if you sit down and actually think about a standard has been pretty darn fun. Yeah. There's some key cards, obviously. Yes. Uh, El, uh not Elishnor. Shealdred is a centerpiece. Fable's mm-hmm. a centerpiece and wedding announcement, right? Those are like the three things that you're going to see uh, a, a fair amount and then invoke despair. But like just recently, uh, like there was a video that, uh, I put out, which was like the Jeskai deck, right? It's like, and it's like using skitter beam, whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, like it, there's there's stuff from Brothers War taking like taking its place into the meta too. So I can't help but say I love standard. It's really fun right now. Yeah, I I also enjoy standard. I I do think it has improved recently and it gotten more diverse than it was a few months ago when it was literally just all black decks. We see more stuff starting to like filter its way in and the games are just really interesting and fun. So I don't think standard's perfect or anything, but I would say standard's like Definitely a like a seven, maybe six point five, seven point five. Like it is a, a solidly above average standard. And I will say it has definitely been trending in the right direction compared to a year ago. A year ago at this time, it was like Elrond's Epiphany, Goldspan Dragon, a mono green with Ranger class snowballing you. Like the standard today is so much better. Sure, as you said, you got to deal with Fable. You got to deal with Shieldred, these handful of really strong cards. But I would much rather deal with Shieldred being the best card in the format than Goldspan Dragon, come down, make a treasure, use the treasure, counter your thing, do it again. Or Elrond's Epiphany, oh. chain it together, take all the turrets. Stop, stop, so, stop. Like, <laughs> it's just so much better than it was. So I think I think that standard is a format that maybe has improved the most in the past year for me. Like, it, I think it's in a, a not greatest of all time space or anything right now but it's in a solidly above average space and actually still really fun and probably going to keep getting more diverse as we get new sets and we get phyrexia and all this stuff i think that's going to give us more powerful cards that'll hopefully keep making the format even better yeah i mean like i it's it is easily the most improved set i think uh, or set us uh format in 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 quite some time right like and i i i find myself now going oh you know Jam Pioneer, I Jam Explorer, I, I can't get away from Nykthos. <laughs> and so I just like, you know, for my sanity, I can get away from that 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 miserable card and I can go to standard. And uh yeah, like I I think standard just feels good. Um and it it's kind of hard to imagine because we've had bad standard for quite some time. And yeah. and like you said, this isn't like 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 oh my god, con standard or 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 maybe War of the Spark standard. This but it is good that's solid it is a solidly above average standard and it's been a long i feel like it's been quite a while since i've felt that way about standard i'm so used to oh standard it's not great or it's horrible so it's nice to be able to say like standard's actually pretty good and if anything the main problem with standard is just not enough people play it like the biggest problem with standard is maybe in part because of the pandemic or maybe people getting burnt out by the bad standards but it's just not a thing as much especially in paper as it used to be so oh if, if you're on the fence give it a chance because the format's actually pretty sweet right now yeah, like that that's the only thing. It's so wild to me that like in in the year 2020 like 2 or 23 whatever year we're in now. Um like that we have standard events that just don't fire. 
at yeah. stores, right? People, people like, like most stores now just act standard as a whole in paper. Yeah, yeah, it's just gone. So weird to me. That's well, let's move on. You mentioned you mentioned uh, playing standard to avoid Nykthos and Explorer and Pioneer. Where are you at with the uh, Explorer slash Pioneer? Let's lump them together because they're pretty similar. Well, yeah, where are, you, where are you at with these formats, Grim? <laughs> Pioneer and Diet Pioneer. Um, <laughs> uh, like these these two formats. Like, okay, so uh, we're we're probably gonna get to it because you know it's a format. Um, modern. I've kind of like fallen out of love in that. Uh, love with that format, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that after once we talk about it. But like pioneer and and explorers kind of taking that spot for me now where where i once loved modern that's me and pioneer now and that's just natural because you know like the absurdity that goes on with more cards over time like you know things just yep. get run wild for a lot more and i'm really liking pioneer i think it's fun i'm really liking explorer all the same uh it's just m- Hopefully they can right the wrongs right now and like before it becomes too miserable a format and, and we're not even that far into it. I okay. I, I genuinely think Nykthos is miserable. And the more the more that like like just things that you're churning out every year, the more reason why I hate Nykthos. <laughs> Everyone can point at Karn, everyone can point at, you know, Kiora, whatever they want to point at. They can point at Eugene. Storm the festival doesn't matter because it's the biggest. The biggest thing is the enabler. The enabler well, is is the problem, and that card ruins the format for me. And that's it. I I will simply state that I like the format. I like it better than where it was. Uh, like like Pioneer was really bad at a point where they just didn't care what happened and they didn't aggressively ban. Oh yeah, but but like and now that it's back, right? It was Pioneer was on life support. And now it's back, and it's got us. It's gotten so much love. It's got tournament support, so it is another really improved format. But the longer they let Nykthos happen, I don't know. Let me let me ask you about Nykthos. Is your dislike of Nykthos based solely on the green deck, or do you dislike it in other like other Nykthos decks as well, or is it just that green is so good, like that deck in specific is the one that is a problem? I do think that green does it the best, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I mean, I went through a whole a week uh, and, and trying to figure out, well, you know, how busted is Nykthos in every other color? Mono <laughs> black has its uses. Um, the worst one is probably mono white. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then, yeah, like, because what are you going to do, gain more life or something? I don't know. <laughs> mono blue is so, fun. Like, I never win with mono blue devotion, but it does oh, do yeah. cool things as you lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to lose, but you're going to do some <laughs> sick things, right? Like, but mono green is just... The, no. the thing that was keeping green in check was that their costs, right? In competitive format, they're like, you know, their costs. It doesn't matter. If, I, if I'm getting a turn three Cavalier, dude, that's pretty good. And then, yeah. and then you're turn fouring into like, like, like Storm the Festivals. Yeah, Karn seems powerful when he's doing everything ahead of curve, right? Like, sure. So, like, any, any good magic card that is costed, uh, like, you know, whatever, it, doing it way ahead of the curve is going to be absurdly cracked. And, Mono green does that. So, yeah, it, it is I am tired of it because of that and I don't know what you do to stop Rakdos because again, I don't think any one card in Rakdos is problematic. Yeah, that's I think, the I think, that's a hard yeah. bar. Like what do you what do you actually ban out of that deck if it did get to that point? It'll be really interesting. So, I I also enjoy Pioneer. For me, it does remind me a lot of like 
2015 modern or something modern in the like before the the modern horizon stuff started coming in back in the earlier days of the format which is a really cool place to be there are a lot of cool things going on yeah there's a couple of decks that are you know, kind of annoyingly strong, the Nykthos deck. I don't really enjoy playing again. I, I like all the Nykthos decks except Mono Green. And then Rakdos is just, it's been at the top of the format for a while. I think, though, we got a Pro Tour coming up. Our first paper Pro Tour back is in February. It's going to be a Pioneer Pro Tour. Maybe we get a shakeup after that. Like, uh, I do agree with you. When Pioneer really suffered a couple years ago, the problem was Wizards not banning aggressively enough. They let the miserable the miserable combo decks just take over the format and didn't make any changes for like six months. And that came very close to killing the format. It actually really dropped interest in the format. And it took until just this past year, past six months for it to really recover. So I do think that uh, that Wizards should, should maybe keep an eye on it. Like, see what these Pro Tour results are. And then if it's not looking like things are changing and nothing new is happening... I, I guess you also add Phyrexia into the mix, like you're going to have the Pro Tour and Phyrexia, and if the meta is the same, and green is just as good, and Rakdos is just as good, I would rather err on the side of of making a change, I think, than waiting too long and risking what happened before, where people just get tired of the decks at the top of the format and stop playing it. Yeah, and that's why, like, please, Wizards, you know, like... Having a turtle formats, having people love your cards, you know, outside of standard is good. That also yeah. means, like, you should also be monitoring that, especially when you're doing so much tournament support for one of these formats. And I should say, I don't think Pioneer's bad right now. I do think that Nykthos, the Monogreen, yeah. I, I just don't like playing against the Monogreen Devotion deck. The Rakdos deck, at least it beats you fairly. It's probably, like, the strongest deck in the format, but at least it doesn't, like kill you the way that Nykthos does with one big like turn three or turn four combo kill and I, I don't know how you solve that one that's just what do you ban thought sees you ban fable like I don't even know how you possibly ban your way out of that issue so is it's it, not a piece, it could be fable I don't know like, let, let me ask you something Seth you ever hear of a final destination movies yes I imagine if there were a new Final Destination, one of the death scenes would just be me playing against Mono Green. Like, and that would be the most brutal thing. My head would explode. And it would be like, like it would explode. My, my hands would go flying off my body and like crazy, just like, I am emotionally dismembered right now. Yeah. So please, yeah, you know that I'm just gonna that that's that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. I yeah, I I'm right there with you. Although I think where we differ here is I'm still in the like man the car and camp or like maybe that's wrong. I get what you're saying that you just gotta. I mean, if you want the Nykthos deck to die, then you ban Nykthos and it's done. I just, I love losing with, like, Mono Blue Devotion. It's so much fun to cast my Gadwicks and my Merfolk Tricksters, and I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose that, even though it would greatly increase my win rate. I'm sure if uh, if they did ban Nykthos and I stopped playing that deck, but... <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, I, 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 I wouldn't be upset if they banned Nykthos. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I promise you, Karn... Like I think just because like corn isn't gonna isn't gonna be the end of what makes Nick those a problem. Yeah, no, you're you're probably right. Well, let's let's keep moving on. We got a couple more formats to get here. This one came up a minute ago. Cram, you mentioned maybe falling out of love with this format, and that format is a uh, is modern. Where are you at with modern in 2023? Okay, um, modern <laughs> is like. This is this is the one now where it's fading to irrelevance to me to the point where it's like hitting vintage. Ooh, wow. Right? Okay. Um 
I haven't had a single thought about modern. I haven't missed it a single bit. And maybe it's maybe it's technically healthy, right? But like the the patterns of play have been miserable. Um, I I don't want to discredit you know Modern Horizons because there were some great things that came from them, but like I don't know, like it's just not fun. It's like legitimately not fun. I I I don't find me caring about it. I don't find me like, man. I don't even get to play the cards that I like because they're all bad. <laughs> like like and I, I mean yeah, like Jace the Mind Sculptor is like. Is like, oh, whoa! I didn't know you were brewing today. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know you were bringing your janky deck today. You're yeah. bringing Jace. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like true. And, and like, control isn't even like close to fun. The the format isn't close to fun. There, like, it's just monkey. You know. And then there's like all the things that go along with that. And I don't know. Like, is is this format still good? Like, I just don't see the appeal of this format. There's not like, and I know. Like, uh, that control hasn't been good for a while, but the thing is that it was still fun to play, right? And, and and I just don't find that fun. Hammer Time is, like, getting absurd, which was originally a meme. <laughs> uh, you, you know, Merktide Regent, you know, have all these things, like, running around, but the gameplay just never feels fun. And I don't know. That's, that's, sh- so this is my, <laughs> <laughs> not only is it least improved, it is tr- trending to irrelevance towards me. Ooh, those are, those are uh, some, those are some harsh, harsh words for modern. So, I mean, <sighs> modern's a tough one. I still love modern. Although I would also say that uh, the last six months or maybe this past year has been one of my least favorite times in modern. I would say, it could definitely be better. So I still enjoy it. And it's still a format where there's so many cards legal and you get to do a lot of things. But I do think that we've reached this point where I'm just sick of the modern, the really good modern horizons two cards. Like they've just been at the top of the format for two years now. And I just don't know where we go from here. That's my big concern. What do you print modern horizons three with like mega Ragavan that's even more busted <laughs> or like, what do you do about that? I don't think you can ban away those cards. So I, I still enjoy the format, but I do think that modern is for me, not feeding towards irrelevance, but it's definitely not at one of its high points. I think I would most like to see wizards unban cards aggressively to me. It's just silly. Like, twin and pod and some of those things like oh come on now like living in the world of ragavan and urza saga like just just free those cards like nothing's gonna go wrong (laughs) yeah 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 i mean well i don't know modern died a long time ago maybe they're right jace the mind sculptor killed the format and stone forge (laughs) it is jace's fault i think if you're a if you're a control fan though modern is a horrible format for you i don't know the last time i've actually seen like true control be successful in modern it's been it's been a rough period of time for control it has. And and outside of that, though, it's just been boring. So I play other decks, too, right? And then and yeah. outside of control. I, I just think it's funny to dust off control and try to <laughs> win a game with it. But, like, the, the only thing keeping my, my, like, fun meter in modern is mill and the the one brave merfolk player holding it down you know like and like i see you out there i don't know who you are but you're doing you're doing god's work out there you're you're doing you're out there jamming games and you're making it happen so so thank you to you two the mill the mill community and the merfolk community <laughs> the saviors the saviors of modern oh, yeah. all right we got we got one more format that i got to ask you about Grim. historic where where yes. are you with historic historic so I used to play it a lot, and then I stopped yeah. playing it pretty much altogether. But recently, I've started playing it again, and 
yeah, you run into weird alchemy cards that you've never seen before on occasion, but it's actually kind of fun for me. This is the the comeback <laughs> format of the of the year where all of a sudden I went from not playing this format at all to actively really enjoying historic again. But where where are you at with historic these days? I'm kind of surprised you enjoyed it. I I'm I'm happy that you are because <laughs> I think I can, we talked about this in like a content meeting or something not too long ago. But uh, yeah, so standard really improved. But so has Historic, um, to the point where I, too, have been having a blast playing Historic. Um, I I mean, yeah, like, the, the alchemy stuff, some of them are, okay, like, this 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 whole Traveler combo thing, kind of busted, <laughs> yep. but, like, nowhere nowhere near the levels of just casually getting Charbelchered. So, if you, <laughs> if you ignore just randomly getting Charbelchered, which, by the way, a lot of people, when they come into my streams, they don't even know that you could be Charbelchering people. <laughs> They're just like, did you just get Charbelchered? I'm like, unfortunately, yes. Yes, I did. It's uh, actually so, kind of good. Belcher is, like, better than I thought it would be in Historic. <laughs> dude, right? And you have Dragonstorm. You have all... Yep. It is truly a format, though, where everything thrives. Um, I, I have played aggro. I have played control. I literally played slivers and, and I mean, slivers is bad. It's real bad, but like even, you know, even I get wins with it. Right. And, and I mean, it's real bad. We don't have crystalline sliver. Okay. Anyways, I like this. You really need the, the second mana sliver. I think that's what the next gemstone. The draws where you have the mana sliver. sliver is actually like pretty explosive, but when you don't have it, oh my God, the slivers are so slow. The slivers are awful because they also don't have a one drop, so you can't really sliver uh, like a no respect for striking sliver, Krim. Okay, Give those slivers okay, first yeah, strike. Whatever. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like, but his historic is really fun. Like this, I I was talking about this on my stream. I genuinely enjoy historic more than I do modern, and 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 it is historic is right there, uh, with like you know like like up there with like standard for me. And I love it so much just because of how wide it is, all the things that are going on. Even, yes, this includes, I know, before you, you puke in your mouth, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna give you a little warning. This includes the alchemy cards. I don't mind the alchemy cards so far. Uh, the, some of them could be tweaked because, you know, again, wizards, if you're gonna make digital cards, I hope you're willing to patch them like a digital card <laughs> game would. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think otherwise this set, this reminds me of like early modern early modern and 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 it's been fun there's combos there's everything to go like it's it's just a good time i will say i think historic is the format with the most archetype diversity right now you kind of hinted at that but like you play control you play aggro you play mid-range you play combo all of those decks are present and actually good there's good versions of all of those in historic right now so yeah i i have also somehow been enjoying historic the most over the last month or so it might be the format that i've enjoyed the most which i never would have believed i'd be saying that or feeling that but it's actually in a really good spot i still have issues with how they're handling alchemy cards and all that there are still concerns there but just as far as like sitting down to brew a deck and play some games of magic i've just been really thoroughly enjoying where historic's at so for me that's the format that's made the most meteoric rise in the last year because a year ago at this time that was like they announced alchemy and all of that stuff and i essentially just stopped playing historic altogether for like six months i don't think i played historic at all but it's really come roaring back and it's definitely worth checking out like yes weird stuff happens but you have a lot of really fun and interesting games along the way 
Yeah, I, I think that's the main thing. Like, even when I'm losing, it's just like outside of just casually getting char belchered. Yeah. <laughs> that that was probably me. Of... I, I enjoy char belching people. <laughs> I, how are you not playing the Grohl metallic uh, me, liquid metal coating, you know, LD Ponza deck? Oh, I think it's yeah. so fun. Oh, yeah, that there's so many cool decks, and that's. As weird as it sounds, there's just so many cards to explore because of the anthologies, because of the like jumpstart stuff. There's so many cards in there that really sets it apart from, I think, Explorer. Where in Explorer, I sit down to play Explorer and it's like, oh God, I'm going to play Nykthos and Rakdos, you know, every other match <laughs> yeah. for, for as long as I'm playing this. But when I sit down to play Explorer, you never, you really never know what's going to happen. Like it, it could literally be anything that your opponent's trying to do. There's some <laughs> decks you see more than others, but it is so diverse. So yeah, it'd be interesting to, uh, to see if that continues to make a comeback. So we're going to talk about Commander and Brawl, but I think we're probably, we'll save those for like the Commander podcast or something, because we're running a, a little bit long. Uh, so I want to get to some fish mail before we wrap things up today. But Krim, any other thoughts on formats before we answer a fish mail? All right. Well, let us answer a fish mail here to wrap up the cast. Uh, if you would like to get your question answered in the future, send it to us on Twitter at MTG Goldfish, hashtag it mtg fish mail and we will answer your questions in the future uh so question from paul nada at paul nada arena just sent me my 2022 stats can the goldfish crew share their stats on the next cast so Krim, i don't know if you got your your stats from arena did they send you the email with the stats i uh i got I mine i i dug it out so i figured it would kind of be a fun a fun thing to share uh so Krim. What uh? What were your what were your arena stats this year? Um, like should I? Okay, so I guess to start with games played. Yeah, how many games uh, did you play? I'm curious. We can we can compare. Yeah, I I played five thousand four hundred twenty four twenty, and then so yeah. Whoa, five, really? Five thousand four twenty? I only I only played uh one thousand four hundred thirty five. Uh. I get it. I need to touch grass. I got oh. it. I got it. <laughs> and I guess you you don't really play Moto on your streams or for videos, right? Not very nope. rarely. So that's probably part of it too. That I I spend a lot of time on Magic Online as well. What about uh? What about gold? How much how much quest gold did you get? One hundred sixty six thousand. Ooh, I got one hundred twenty one thousand. I would have expected yours to be higher compared uh, to, my, but I guess you cap out eventually. You hit all your rewards, and that's all you get. So. I also don't care. Like I, I just like I. <laughs> Do you ever like gold. respin your quests or anything like that? Do you pay attention? No, yeah, me either. <laughs> I, I just, I just like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I see this thing is like attack with twenty creatures. Like, why the hell would I do that when I could just like kill stuff? <laughs> when so, I could just like, play to fairies. <laughs> you need yeah. to play twenty to fairy quest. Actually, with your games played, Grim, uh, what percentage was that? Mine was more than ninety percent with only fourteen hundred and thirty-five. You had to be like ninety-nine percent or something. <laughs> More games than over 99% of players. Yes. Krim is the 1% of arena players. Yeah. I'm, oh, God. How I many... also love... Just okay. a minor note is I love the constructed rank, Mythic. Limited rank, Bronze 1. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I got to I... Silver 1 once, apparently, in Limited. So, <laughs> how about Boosters uh, Open? Uh, boosters Opened? I think mine is like 302 uh, million. <laughs> Three. No, that's everyone. It's right up oh, by whoops. games played. Actually, oh, there's a little. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, games played. 
Where's that? Bo- oh, boosters, boosters, open. boosters. Open, One thousand yeah. five hundred and twelve. I was like, Jesus Christ, three hundred two oh. million. I was like, I didn't buy yeah, that much. That's, oh, that'd be so much, <laughs> so much money. <laughs> so Richard, uh, uh, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be sending in some receipts just as a heads up. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mine's right, only well, just over a thousand, a thousand and seventy two. So it's so okay. slightly less. Uh, favorite color? White. White. Mine was black. Yeah. Interest. I was expecting Which... you would have blue, and I wasn't expecting me to have black. To be honest with you, I was expecting me to also have blue, but <laughs> white. And and <laughs> I is that not fa- your your picture is also the Wandering Emperor, right? It is the Wandering Emperor. Okay, yeah. okay. So I, I think like, everyone is... gets Wandering Emperor. <laughs> I'm like, is it white? And have I played that much Wandering Emperor? Because it also makes sense. Because I. As soon as I got the uh the the showcase variant on Arena, I just always include Wandering Emperor, in, uh, the Wandering Waifu in every deck I can. So the- <laughs> that's probably why I'm playing white. What about what about favorite uh favorite format? Last one. Well, funny enough, historic. Really, I I got standard this year, traditional standard actually. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I normally would get like, like something standard related, but uh, yeah, like this, this past t- year, I guess, has just been historic. Wow! And I got twelve hundred, uh, like one thousand two hundred thirty-seven uh, favorite format wins. That's actually a ton of historic wins. <laughs> Do you play mostly um, best of one or best of three? Both. Okay, a mixture. Yeah, the. The other thing that stood out to me on these stats that I thought was funny is it has the top wild card redemption. So these are the cards that were most crafted overall. And a lot of them make sense. A wedding announcement, Haughty Jin, Invoke Despair, Fable, uh, Cami of Transient. So either stuff that's like key for a budget deck or just like the ultra staples. But then number seven, Chingataxius, Phyrexian Tyrant. Why in the world are so many people spending mythic wild cards on Chingataxius, Crib? Was that just like unfounded hype when it released i have not seen a gin ever like since kamigawa released essentially like no one plays gin anywhere yeah I, I, that's you know what it probably is it's probably just because he's a praetor that people just want yeah i mean i guess yeah, they, they just... are pretty iconic like it's an iconic character it's a praetor historic brawl maybe i guess i jam it in yeah. a historic brawl deck or whatever but still like i was surprised to see that actually one sh- a slot ahead of shieldred which is like the best card in standard more people have crafted Jin somehow than shieldred Jin's cooler Jin <laughs> is does, cooler Jin, that is true Jin <laughs> does like you know big big timmy things you know <laughs> Anyway, those are those are arena stats. Thank you so much, Paul Nada, for sending in the question. And again, if you want your own question considered for a future cast, send it to us on Twitter, hashtag it, uh, MTG Goldfish and MTG Fishmail. Anyway, I think that brings us to the end of episode 415 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Krim, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we will be back next week, along with Richard. He'll be back as well to talk about whatever goes out of the world of magic so until then everyone have a lovely week and this is a crew signing out